You're tuned in to the Morning Blitz. All they do is sit around and talk. On 102.5 U-Rock and the Rockingham app. Thanks again to Coach Gio for joining the show here today, promoting a huge night of wrestling, of course, inside the Max Jones Fieldhouse, which is tomorrow night starting at 5.30 Mountain Time. Should be really, really entertaining wrestling, that is for sure. Go check out the 10th-ranked Mavericks. See if they can win themselves a Jayhawk Conference championship. Uh, before we move into the NFL, a couple of quick nose and notes. Uh, Kansas State back on the hardwood tonight. They take on 23rd-ranked Oklahoma. That's a 7-central tip. Sooners are the sixth opponent of the season, including the fourth, the last five, and third in a row for the Wildcats. The uh, the stretch run of the Big 12 is it's a bear every single night in the Big 12. We saw that last night. Ranked Houston, opponents. Sorry, ranked opponents. It's a it's a uh, it's a bear every night inside the uh, Big 12 conference, as we all know. Uh, last night we saw a rare road victory as Houston took down Texas, uh, but that was rare. It took overtime to get it done, um, but the Holy Trinity held on there and got the win. Uh, down there in Texas. I was waiting for that. Uh, had to drop that bomb in there. Uh, yeah. And then NFL news before we get into our NFL topic, but Chiefs defensive end Charles Omenihue tore an ACL in the AFC Championship game, so he's not going to be able to play in the Super Bowl. So big loss there. He had a career-high seven sacks this season despite missing the first six games with NFL suspension. So tough loss there for that Chiefs defense, which is pretty, pretty good. So yeah, Christian had this huge. thought. Yeah, that'll be huge. Christian had this question. He said he wanted to look back and see what went wrong with the Ravens and the Lions. And I, I guess I will throw it to you. What went wrong with your Lions, in your opinion, in the NFC championship game? Uh, Can you keep this inside of five think... minutes? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I actually... You'd be surprised how many... And this, I'm dead serious about this. How many Lions fans are either saying there's no way we could have gotten here without... Dan Campbell being just as aggressive, we'll take it, blah, blah, blah. Or the flip side, I've legitimately seen people say we need to move on from Dan Campbell. It's over. Give Ben Johnson the head coaching job. We're screwed. He ruined. He lost us this game. We should have won it. It is ridiculous. And I, I understand the idea that there is only one winner because every sport, unless we're talking about soccer, and if you want to, you know, throw that in the sport category, every league in the States has a winner and 30, 31, 32 losers because every other team, unless you miss the playoffs, ends the season with a loss. And I think because of that, the the 24-hour news cycle has had this pension for destruction where they look for every team that has lost in the playoffs is somehow ultimately a that's a loss as a season to the point where we do this in the NBA too. We look at teams that lose even this close, even in the game that gets you to the Super Bowl or to the NBA Finals, the series, of course, in the NBA. And you look at that more that team more critically than you do teams that miss the playoffs entirely. I think that's ridiculous. I think we do it more than we should. However, this one uh, in particular, so I just want to preface my analysis here by saying it is a huge win of a season. By no means was I, quote, happy to be here as a Lions fan. I still wanted to win this game, and we should have won this game by all means. 
But this turnaround, this level of season, this is by far, not even close, by far the best NFL season I've ever witnessed out of the Lions, and that was nice to see. However, we imploded, and it is only partly Dan Campbell's fault. I can name off of the top of my head maybe eight plays that the Lions just failed to execute that ruined us. In the span of about a quarter of time, we had a fourth down drop from Josh Reynolds, who was maybe up there with, he's tied with Amon Ross St. Brown as the most consistent receiver the Lions have had this year. He's been that good. Then we had uh, on the next drive a Gibbs fumble deep in our own territory on the 20. We then had uh, uh, Vildir get domed by a pass that should have been an interception, and somehow in the span of three-quarters of a second, it became from a game-changing interception to a game-changing touchdown. Then on the next drive, we had another Josh Reynolds drop. This one was on third down in 10. And then in the fourth quarter, we had our third-string tight end in for some reason, who refused to go for the end zone at all. And if you watch that play, I can't imagine how he didn't get into the end zone. This is with like 90 seconds left. And then we ran the ball on third down on the goal line with no timeouts. Those are the two things that I will criticize Dan Campbell for because he's deserving of them. Having a part in that play call, running it on third down with the game still possible. You still could have won. You had three timeouts left with more than a minute left. You get a touchdown there. You use your three timeouts for a stop. You get the ball back. 45 seconds, no timeouts. You need a field goal. It's not probable, but it's possible. And you killed it by by running the ball there and not getting it in. That one and failing to um, get that fourth down pickup, I think they should have taken the field goal. But most of this was on players failing to execute. And it, and it was an all-time implosion. It was a huge comeback. The Niners are worthy of this win, but I think more the Lions lost this game than San Fran won it. Oh, there's no doubt. They were they were 17 up 17 points. So you took your foot off the gas. You you didn't keep really going. It's, it's, I, it, That's where I disagree. I think we didn't have the chance to take our foot off the gas because we went three and out and four and out because our guys literally just couldn't catch, like no. couldn't do it when they needed to. Well, they had a 17-point lead. I would not put this all on Dan Campbell on what he has to make. He had a 17-point lead. You've got to be able to make the plays to keep the to keep your lead where it is. So you blew it there. That that's what I would say on the Lions with keeping it short because you did take five minutes as I predicted you would. Uh, as for the Ravens, it's pretty simple for me on what went wrong for them. It was the fact they didn't run the ball. They were the best running team in the entire NFL, and they never ran it. They decided let's just let Lamar Jackson throw all the time, which. Don't get me wrong, Lamar Jackson can throw the ball just fine. But this is a running football team. And they abandoned the run before they really even ever gave it a chance. And that was silly. And that was also brilliant on the part of Kansas City, putting him down. It automatically said, well, shoot, we're down. We got it. We, we don't play with the lead. We've got to pass the ball to get the lead back. No, you don't. They did not run the football. That's the That, to me, was the simplest thing that the Ravens did, is that they abandoned the run game. And that resulted in them losing that AFC title game. We got to get to the walk off. A three run walk off home run. A game winning walk off with a walk off. 
his second walk-off hit of the season. In walk-off fashion, that baby's gone. I take it you agree with that thought there. Absolutely. I, I think that you, I mean, Gus Edwards had three carries that game. Zay Flowers had almost as many carries as Justice Hill each and Gus Edwards. I think that's ridiculous. I think you have 16 carries there, and eight of them are Lamar Jackson. And, you know, of course, not all of those designed runs. In fact, most of them weren't. I don't into the play calling, but this is an incredibly talented team, and I really think they failed to utilize that when they needed to, albeit against a ridiculously high-level defense. Yep, no doubt about it. Running the football, they abandoned it. They need to run the ball. They did not. And uh, it's not like they couldn't have. They just they didn't really try. They just completely lost their sense of who they were when it really mattered the most in that championship game. 5.1 yards a carry. Yeah. Don't forget, busy night tonight on the radio waves of Rockingham Media. Of course, Kansas State will be on AM 790 X with the coverage of Kansas State and 23rd-ranked Oklahoma from Bramlage. Christian's going to have coverage on 100.3 The Ride as Colby hosts Norton, and I'll be on the 1025 U-Rock with Goodland versus Burlington. So make sure you check out the radio waves of Rockingham Media. Thanks to Chris Gio for joining us in studio. It was a fun show today. For Christian Peck-Dimmitt, who's doing the Mock Arena, I'm Ross Volkmer. We'll, we'll see you back here on a Wednesday. It's been the Blitz.